0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Matt. Grab a beer, open the Bible, and ask some questions. This is Beers and Bibles. Episode 12, Bells Oberon Ale and John Chapter 12. Welcome back to Beers and Bibles. This is Pastor Matt. Today we're drinking one of my uh, all-time favorite beers. I say all-time favorite because it's the beer that I've probably been drinking for the longest amount of time. Not because it's necessarily the highest rated beer that I have. Oberon is a, is a beer that I think in Michigan especially sends the signal that spring is back. It's often celebrated. I remember when I worked at Wood TV in Grand Rapids, we had a coverage of the Oberon release days where we would send reporters to the bars to see how everybody's celebrating the Oberon release. And uh, Oberon, just I think over the course of time, you know, maybe has has been knocked a little bit because of its popularity. But I think it's, it's one of the best beers that you can drink on draft. I, I do believe that when you get it in a bottle or when you get it in a can, uh, the quality is not the same. But, but that might be true of every beer, because I believe every beer is best on draft. And so we're jumping in today uh, with the text, John 12, and drinking Oberon Ale. Bells says Oberon is a wheat ale fermented with their signature house ale yeast, mixing a spicy hop character with mild fruity aromas. They say the addition of wheat malt lends a smooth mouthfeel, making it a classic summer beer. It's made with only four ingredients and without the use of any spices or fruit. Oberon is the color and scent of a sunny afternoon. Um I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to the beer review at the end of the end of the segment today. Let's jump in though. With John chapter 12. Now, this is coming right off uh, the, the chapter 11 where Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And because of that, people are flocking to Jesus. And the, the rulers and the, the leaders of the day, the Pharisees and Sadducees, are getting really nervous about Jesus. They are planning to put him to death because they think he's too powerful. And so we're, we're going into the final days of Jesus because his time is approaching. And uh, in the church calendar year, uh, chapter 12 today will cover Palm Sunday, his triumphal entry into the city. But let's start off with verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus therefore came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they gave a dinner for him there. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those reclining with him at the table. Mary therefore took a pound of expensive ointment made from pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Verse 4, but Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, he who was about to betray him, again, a a kind of spoiler, John throws in these parentheticals very often when discussing Judas. He wants you to know Judas is the betrayer. He's not trying to hide anything. He's not keeping it back for suspense so that when you read of the betrayal, you're like, oh, no. Uh, No, just the whole time Judas was called. He was a disciple. He is a betrayer. Judas says, verse five, why was this ointment not sold for 300 denarii? 300 denarii being a day's wage. So basically uh, almost a year's salary, 10 months salary. Why wasn't this sold and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and having charge of the money bag he used to help himself to what was put into it. Uh, and, and I love this. There's probably no way that John knew this at the time, but when everything got sorted out afterwards and the, the actions of Judas came to light, they were like, oh man, what a dirt bag. And so verse 7 Jesus said defending Mary he said leave her alone so that she may keep it for the day of my burial for the poor you will always have with you but you do not always have me I mean Jesus just testifying hey guys um I'm not going to be around I'm going to die my death is going to set you free but my death's going to going to be significant in your life beyond just the 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 freedom from sin it's going to it's going to hurt to lose me so verse 9 When the large crowd of the Jews learned that Jesus was there, they came, not only on account of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests had made plans to put Lazarus to death as well, because on account of him, many of the Jews were going away and believing in Jesus. So Lazarus didn't ask to be raised from the dead but Jesus raised him from the dead to show his power and his authority, his majesty and his glory. And now because Lazarus is living and breathing, people are upset. The leaders want to kill him too to kind of shut that story up. They want to they want to kill that story so that no one will believe in Jesus. But that is just it's just not going to happen. I mean, we we're living 2000 years later nearly. And Jesus is still proclaimed as the savior of the world. So, you know, they obviously failed at their their goal there. Verse 12, the next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it just as it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Now, Hosanna, uh, translated, uh, literally means save us now. That's our salvation cry. So often when we struggle with Jesus, so often when we struggle with his teaching, We struggle because he's not saving us from the immediate threat and the immediate thing that we're praying about in our lives, whether it's a sickness and disease, whether or not it's a relationship issue or a job issue, or whether it's a death in our family. And so, Hosanna, save us now. The Israelites here yelling out because they want to be saved from from Roman rule and from their own problems in their lives. Verse 16, his disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing? Look, the world has gone after him. They are super concerned, very nervous that Jesus could take away their power, and authority, take away their reason for being. And truth be told, He has. Jesus has set us free from the Pharisees of the world, from the people of the world who would seek to put anything else in front of the Word of God. We stand on Christ alone, His work, His salvation, given to us as a gift by grace, so that none can boast. And then He prepares us and and prepares works for us that we may go and take part and be blessed again in the doing of those works. verse 20, Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Jesus is saying that he is going to die, he's going to bear the sins of the world, and that his death's going to give people life. He's going to bear fruit. He's the one that's going to grow into salvation. Through his death and resurrection. Verse 27. Now is my soul troubled, Jesus says. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd stood there and heard it, said that it thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, the voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out, and I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. John giving us a parathetical in the next sentence. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We've heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become sons of light. Now, this is, again, a hard saying from Jesus, basically telling the people, you got to do what I'm telling you to do. Be with me. Be among me. And so the... The people hear Jesus' teaching. And when Jesus had said these things, verse 36, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe him, so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore, they could not believe. For again, Isaiah said, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of the authorities, believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. So who do you put first? So often I believe I put myself first selfishly, I, I choose me before I choose others. I choose me before I choose Jesus. And that's exactly what's going on right here. They were scared to profess Jesus and to claim him as their Savior because it would remove them from the position that they held in the synagogue. May we repent when we seek anything first before Jesus. Verse 44, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. So Jesus giving us his words, giving us them as an authority, the word we have today has just as much authority in our lives as if Jesus had spoken it himself in our presence to us. Because through his word, he has. We can receive the words of Jesus bound in scripture, shared over the course of these last 2,000 years, as if he was speaking them himself, because he is. His words are timeless. His words are true. For you and for me, they're eternal life. As we believe what he says about himself and about his glory, we believe in the words of eternal life. And if we reject him, like he says in the text, his words will stand as a judge against us. And so my prayer for you today is that as you wrestle with Jesus, as you struggle with Jesus, that you would hear him and believe him, that uh, you would give him all the glory and honor and praise that he's due, and that you would repent when you don't. That's the goal for my life as well. I enjoy that Jesus is freedom, that when I fail, he lifts me up. When I repent, he forgives me. And so it's my prayer that, that that's the same for you. Uh, Jumping into the beer review today, we've got Bell's Oberon Ale, and while Bell's is one of my lifelong favorite beers, it's not one of my highest rated beers, but still got a good rating. I give it a 4.25 on untapped out of 5. Definitely something drinkable and definitely something I always celebrate the summer with. And so whenever it's released, I try to grab uh, a case of it to celebrate summer. used to be, uh, before I had my own local uh, microbrewery in town here in Oxford, that uh, this would find a regular place in my kegerator. Um, But since uh, I typically go local for those, Bell's has kind of been bumped aside a little bit. But still a great beer and one worth drinking. What do you want to know? What do you want to drink and, and see reviewed? Love if you let me know. Pastor Matt at HolyCrossOxford.com or 248-274-4676. We're going to keep reading through the Gospel of John, but when we're finished, we'd love to hear some input on the future direction that we're going. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great day. This is Beers and Bibles. No beer or Bible experience necessary. You're invited to follow Jesus, learn and grow.